to the Read Aloud Revival Podcast. This is the podcast that helps you make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books. Hello, hello, Sarah McKenzie here. Uh, you've got episode 86 of the Read Aloud Revival Podcast. Really glad to have you joining me today. Today, I want to introduce you to five authors and illustrators you might not know about, but you probably want to. Um, You may know some of these, but I'm hoping to delight you with at least one brand new author or illustrator. And I don't mean that the authors or illustrators are brand new, but I don't hear them talked about much and I don't see their works being shared quite as widely. I don't think I've mentioned these particular books on the podcast much, if at all. So On today's show, I want to highlight a few authors who I think are making really good, compelling work for kids that you might not have read with your kids yet. Some of these may not be new to you, but I'm hoping at least one will be and will be a good fit for your family's reading stack. As always, all the books and links will be in the show notes. You can find those at readaloudrevival.com slash 86. So you don't need to keep track of those on your own. And actually, speaking of the show notes do go check those out because we're experimenting with a new format we think you're really going to like. There are timestamps there for different parts of the podcast. So you can go back and find something you want to hear again without having to re-listen to the entire podcast, or you can just skip ahead to something you want to hear in particular. We have downloadable transcripts now for the podcast. We've listed some of the best takeaways from the show there in the show notes. So you go to readaloudrevival.com slash 86, and that will take you to where you can see the show notes for today's podcast. Okay, I'm going to jump right in. I will give you a couple of picture book recommendations today, a new favorite middle grade author, and then a couple of recommendations for your tweens and teens. All right, let's start with the picture book author and illustrator. Today, I want to tell you about Ben Hatkey. Now, I love Ben Hatke's work. My kids adore his picture books. Nobody Likes a Goblin and Julia's House for Lost Creatures are a couple of favorite picture books at our house. I'm not even totally sure why. I usually can kind of pinpoint, okay, this is the thing I love most about this author or this book. But Nobody Likes a Goblin is one of the best ways I know to calm my, my little kids when they're throwing a fit. I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. I have three small children and three older kids, but the three small children are the ones that sometimes throw these big tantrums. And you know, when a young child is throwing a tantrum and you just can't even, you can't calm them down, you can't say anything to cool them off. A lot of times I find the best solution to be just to sit down and start reading aloud. And I never say, I'm going to read now, or do you want a story? Because that will not go well. I just sit down and start reading. There are a few books that work better for this than others. And I'm telling you, If I start reading Nobody Likes a Goblin, I will have all three of my small children in my lap or hanging onto my shoulders to see the book within the first page. (laughs) They love that book. And I kind of do too. I mean, I just don't ever get tired of reading it. So a lot of times we'll read it multiple times in a row. Julia's House for Lost Creatures is similar. They're both kind of fantasy picture books. Well, they're not kind of fantasy. They are fantasy picture books. Really funny illustrations and a plot line that moves along so your child actually wants to know what on earth is going to happen next. Lots to look at in the pictures too for multiple reads and rereads. So Nobody Likes a Goblin and Julia's House for Lost Creatures are both wins in my book. He's also written and illustrated some really great graphic novels, especially for your 8 to 12-year-olds. 
So if you're looking for good graphic novels, and I keep promising you that we will do an episode here at Read Aloud Revival on the best graphic novels for kids, and we will, but um, I can guarantee you that these books are going to be in that lineup. Zeta the Space Girl. There's a whole series on Zeta the Space Girl. There's a graphic novel about Little Robot, and then several about Mighty Jack, a play on Jack and the Beanstalk. And these are sci-fi fantasy adventures in graphic novel form that you will approve of, that your kids will adore. So highly recommend those. And for your high schooler or your middle, middle schooler or high schooler, The Ball and the Cross is a book, of course, written by none other than G.K. Chesterton. <laughs> and um, Ben Hatke illustrated a version of The Ball and the Cross published by Chesterton Press. That's my favorite one to give to teens and preteens. So it's the original Ball and the Cross by G.K. Chesterton with illustrations by Ben Hatke. So we'll put links to all of these in the show notes. But pretty much Ben Hatke can, you know, cover a lot of ground for your family with his picture books, his middle grade graphic novels, and then his illustrated version of Chesterton's The Ball and the Cross. The next picture book author I want to tell you about is Kyle McClear. Now, our Read Aloud Revival community director, Courtney Garrison, first introduced me to the work of Kyle McClear. She sent me a whole stack of it, actually. <laughs> and I've loved them. I've loved all of the books I've read by her so far. Okay, so the books that I've read and loved so far are The Good Little Book, Julia Child, and The Wish Tree. So let me start with The Good Little Book. You might actually recognize this one. It has a red cover with eyes on it. I've seen it around several places recently. So you may recognize this one. I think it's getting a little more press than the others. My five-year-old daughter carried the good little book around with her like a pet for <laughs> weeks after we first read it. She loved it. She even brought it to our homeschool co-op for show and tell, which she's never done with a book before. That one's called The Good Little Book. There's another one called Julia Child. It's Julia, comma, child. That one is a huge favorite. In fact, my own twins recorded a Let the Kids Speak <laughs> for the Read Aloud Revival podcast. Their own little voices saying what they love most about Julia Child. Here, I'm going to play it for you. I'm going to play both of my twins talking about Julia Child because it's really, really sweet. What's your name? Emerson Thomas. Emerson Thomas, how old are you? Four. That's right. And what's your favorite book? Julia Child. Yes, by Kaya McClear. Is Can it? you say that? <laughs> Clear. Good job. Do we read it at bedtime? Yeah. How many times do we read it in a row? Three. Three times in a row. What's your favorite part in Julia Child's book? Mm, when everybody eating and actually a muffin plate. Oh, the cupcakes. When they're not quite as beastly as they used to be. <laughs> okay, say so see you later, alligator. See you later, alligator. My name is Beckett. How old are you, Beckett? One. Oh, you're one? Really? No, four. You're four. And what is your favorite book? Julia Child. Julia Child. And what part is your favorite in the book, Julia Child? All. All? <laughs> Do you have a favorite picture? Mm, yes, all. All of them? Wow. What would you want to eat out of the Julia Child book? Oh. All of it? Really? Even the squid? Nah. Okay, maybe not that part. But definitely the chocolate cupcakes, right? Yeah, even a baking cake. Mm -hmm. They love this book. So the first time I read this at bedtime, 
I literally read it three times in a row. And then that just became the standard. So each of my little kids, five-year-old Clara and the four-year-old twins, they get to pick a book and take turns sitting in my lap for bedtime read aloud. And if one of them chooses this book, they usually choose different books. But if one of them chooses Julia Child, they all want Julia Child. So we read it three times in a row, a lot of nights at our house. It's just a play on Julia and her friend who wants to make the world more beautiful in the kitchen. (laughs) You can just imagine. It's very fun. The Wish Tree is a winter tale that I just think is really spellbinding. This is another picture book. I just love it. I love the lyrical text. I love the sing-song rhythm of reading this one out loud. My kids love the illustrations by Chris Turnham, and they just stare and stare at them and flip back and forth. So Kyle McClear, and we will put some links. We'll put links to definitely those three books in the show notes and also to her kids' website because she's written lots of other picture books that I have yet to get my hands on, but I will. You may want to seek her out at your local library, see if her work is there because it's possible you haven't seen it yet and that your kids might like it as much as mine do. We'll get back to today's episode in just a moment, but I want to make sure you know that Read Aloud Revival Premium Membership is open for new members. As a Read Aloud Revival Premium member, you get to participate in our Read Aloud Family Book Clubs. These are book clubs where you read aloud a book together, you share this memorable experience with your kids relating to the book. We tell you what to do, and it's simple and memorable, and then we give you some discussion questions, and you can talk with your kids about the book from your, your, you know, your kids from your two-year-olds all the way up to your teens. And then this is the best part. You get to meet the author or illustrator. So for example, right now we're doing the uh, book club around Mary Pope Osborne. You know who she is. She's the author of the very popular Magic Treehouse books. We're actually reading her American Tall Tales. We're reading the story of Paul Bunyan for book club. So our families will all make flapjacks and have a flapjack read loud. Then they got some discussion questions that they can use to talk with their kids about the story. And then on February 21st, premium members get to meet Mary Pope Osborne. The kids can ask questions about anything Mary Pope Osborne has written, including Magic Treehouse, of course. And they'll get those questions answered live on screen. It's really amazing. We have an incredible lineup coming up over the next few months, including Brian Floca, who's the Caltica Award winner of an amazing book called Locomotive, and Tommy DePaola, who wrote and illustrated Streganona. And we're also going to be reading a Newbery Honor book he wrote called 26 Fairmont Avenue, and N.D. Wilson, who's the author of 100 Cupboards. There are other really amazing things we're doing in membership too, but I don't want to take this whole episode to tell you about it. So go to rarmembership.com to find out more and to join before we close February 1st. That's rarmembership.com. We close enrollment February 1st at 9 p.m. Pacific. Don't miss it. All right, let's move on to some middle grade writers. And if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you know that I love this debut author's first novel, The Vanderbeekers of 141st Street. Betsy Farquhar, who joined us last week on the podcast, she writes at redeemedreader.com. She actually recommended Vanderbeekers to me. And I'm trying not to gush too much about it, but I'm sort of failing because I love this book so much. This is the book to hand to your kids who love the Penderwicks. 
It's perfect for kids who love books by Eleanor Estes or Elizabeth Enright or E. Nesbitt, Edith Nesbitt. It's just wonderful. It's the story of a family of seven, so five kids in this biracial family who are about to lose their apartment in Harlem, New York. And the kids end up banding together. All the siblings band together to try to keep this brownstone home that they love so much. And of course, as always happens in the best big family tales, adventures and misadventures ensue. So I think your kids will absolutely love this one. Makes for a great read aloud. Also makes for a great read alone, whether you're eight or you're 36, as in the case of me. (laughs) There's a new Vanderbeekers book coming out in 2018, and I think a third one coming out in 2019. And I'm pretty downright giddy about it. So we've actually invited the author, Karina Van Glazer, to come to the Read Aloud Revival podcast soon. So you're going to get to hear from her yourself in an upcoming episode. For now, get your hands on the Vanderbeekers of 141st Street. You'll be glad you did. My next recommendation is not a debut author at all. And you might be familiar with some of her work, but I'm going to highlight one of her books anyway. Her name is Gloria Whelan, and she's the author of several really wonderful books for middle grade kids, which we usually think of as being about 8 to 12, and then teens as well. And the book I want to mention today, I don't think I've mentioned it before in the podcast or on the Read Aloud Revival website anywhere. Which, by the way, if you have been listening to the Read Aloud Revival podcast for a while and have never visited the website, you are missing out because there is a lot of really great resources on the podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, on the website that are free. So you want to go to readaloudrevival.com to visit and get in on that. And if you want to grab our Read Aloud book list by texting the word books to the number 345345, we'll sort of send you some emails that give you the best of what we've got going on there at readaloudrevival.com and get you started. Text the word books to 345345. You want to do that. If you're liking the podcast, you definitely want that book list and you're going to want those emails. Okay, so the book I want to mention today actually won a National Book Award in 2001. But I think it's worth mentioning here because it's possible you haven't heard of it before. It's called Homeless Bird. It's the story of Kohli, who's a 13-year-old girl in India who has to face an arranged marriage. And basically what she already thought was going to be terrible just gets worse. She has to find out if she has what it takes inside of her to face the loneliness and to figure out who she is in the world and what she's going to do next with her life. It kind of sounds like a depressing book when I talk about it that way, but I found it difficult to put down and really inspiring. And I'm sure you've heard me say before, the best books for kids, actually the best books, period, leave readers with this overall sense of hope and optimism. I really believe that. I really believe that the most important role of a book is to help the reader see the world afresh. And this book does that. Even when it's gritty and hard, and even when our favorite characters face really difficult situations, a book that can still leave you with hope and optimism at the end is just a masterpiece. This book does that. Gloria Whelan does that with Homeless Bird. She's written lots of other books as well. I haven't actually read half of them, but a lot of them are on my to-read list. And I've really enjoyed everything I've read that she's written, like The Miracle of St. Nicholas, which is a longer form picture book and Listening for Lions, which I read aloud to my kids a couple of years ago. That one is the story of Rachel Sheridan. She's a, a child of missionary parents um, in Africa. And right at the very beginning of the book, she loses her parents to illness and she has to figure out who she is in the world when she's surrounded by these greedy, dishonest, unkind people, adults that she's forced to live with. It's a really good book. I would recommend Listening for Lions 
probably for age 10 and up. I think you could read it with younger kids if they're not particularly sensitive because it starts out on a pretty tragic note. It's just not a Sunshine and Roses book, but it's deeply moving. It's beautiful. And it was one of my favorite read-alouds that I read with my kids, my older kids. Homeless Bird, I would recommend probably for kids 12 and up. I think the publisher recommends it for 8 and up, but I really think a 12-year-old is going to appreciate it way more than a younger child will. So I think teens are going to like Homeless Bird a lot, and I think they'll be able to read it quickly, like I did. (laughs) have a hard time putting it down. Speaking of teens, if you're looking for something new for your teens to read, I recommend Renee Watson's Piecing Me Together. This is a story about a young African-American girl who's trying to find her own success in a world that just doesn't always play nicely or play fair. You may have heard me say before that I really struggle to find YA, which stands for young adult. It's a whole kind of book. It's a whole genre, really, YA books, oftentimes geared for kids who are about 13 or 14 up into the early 20s. And I don't tend to love YA books. I just haven't found a whole lot of them that I love. But there are a handful. And this is one that I really enjoyed. Piecing Me Together by Renee Watson. It's a book about what it means to really help someone or what it feels like to be when someone tries to fix you instead of trying to help you. It's a book about friendship and what that really looks like and a book about having what it takes. It's sort of a coming of age book, really. It's really, really well done. I recommend it for teens. That's Renee Watson's Piecing Me Together. So let me review these really quickly for you. Ben Hatke, he has picture books, Nobody Likes a Goblin, and Julia's House for Lost Creatures, a whole bunch of graphic novels, and illustrated version of G.K. Chesterton's The Ball Ball and the Cross. Kyle McClear, who has some really great picture books like The Wish Tree, The Good Little Book, and Julia Child. Karina Van Glazer, who wrote The Wonderful (laughs) Vanderbeekers of 141st Street. I told you I'm trying not to gush, but I'm having a hard time with that one. Gloria Whelan, and I recommend Homeless Bird and Listening for Lions. And Renee Watson's Piecing Me Together. And that book is actually new as of last year. So that one came out February of 2017. So it's possible your teens have not read that one yet, but it's a good one. We'll have links to all of these books and also to all of these authors' websites in the show notes at readaloudrevival.com slash 86. Now it's time for Let the Kids Speak. This is my favorite part of the podcast, where kids tell us about their favorite stories that have been read aloud to them. Hello, my name is Frida reeves Purdy. I'm 10 years old and I live in New York. My favorite book was School Story by Andrew Clements. I really recommend it as a good book because it's about making your dream come true no matter what it takes. Hi, my name is Lydia. I'm from Sudbury, Ontario, Canada, and I'm six years old, and my favorite book is James Harriet's Treasury for Children, and my favorite part about it is that a baby kitten is drinking from a mommy pig. Hi, my name is Chloe. I'm 12 years old. I live in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada, and one of my favorite series is the Red Ball series. My favorite things about it are that it has action, mystery, it's funny, and it has a lot of unexpected twists. Hello, my name is um, Lydia, and I'm four years old, and I live in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Good, Lydia. What book are you reading right now? Um, I, Frog and Toad, all year. Good, and what's your favorite part of Frog and Toad all year? They spit down that big snow hill. 
Hi, I'm Ezra. I'm four and a half. I live in California. I like giant dance party because they have a party and they dress up. Bye. My name is Dane. You, Dane. You, Brian, and I am four years old. I live in Portland. Portland, Oregon. <laughs> My favorite book is Otis. I like it because a little tractor is named Otis. My name is Caleb, and I live in Portland, Oregon. I'm four years old. My favorite book is Where's Home, Real Pip, and I like it because the penguins in the book. I live in Portland. I'm four years old. My favorite book is Cowboy Cat. Cat. And what do you like about it? Stories like that. The stories like that. Hi, my name is Emma, and I'm four years old. I live in West Virginia. And my favorite book is Felicity. My favorite part is Felicity Finefin, and I learned to let the kids speak. What's your name? Jack. And how old are you, Jack? Four. What's your favorite book? I will surprise my friend book. Really? And why do you like I will surprise my friend? Because it got. Because Jared gets scared because he thinks Piggy is getting eaten by a monster. And that's funny. <laughs> yeah. What's your name? My name is William. I'm nine years old. I live in Massachusetts. My favorite book is Harry Potter because of all the magic. My name is Israel, and I live in Massachusetts. And my favorite book is Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the Last Olympian. I like it because of all the the Greek mythology. What's your name? Asher. Where do you live? I live in Rhode Island. And how old are you? Three. What's your favorite book? Story Path. And why do you like it so much? Because you flip the page. You flip the page. And what are you doing on the page? We, we use our finger. Use your finger to do what? Makeup stories. Makeup stories. Hi, my name's Daniela, and I like to do this a lot. I'm eight years old, and my second favorite book is Peter Pan because, well, we haven't finished. Me and Daddy haven't finished it before, but I real I really like that Wendy gets shot, and then she is in the little house that they made that the Lost Boys made. And she wasn't actually dead. She was like knocked out, and then she she goes in a little house that the Lost Boys made, and then she comes back to life. Hi, I am Sammy. And what's your favorite story or your favorite book? It's Magic World. Ooh, and why do you like the Magic World? Because a boy turns into a cat. A boy turns into a cat. Hi, my name is Joy. And I'm four years old, and I live in Franklin, Tennessee. And my favorite book is *The Lion and the Witch in My Wardrobe*. And 
my favorite part is when they have the battle. Thank you, thank you so much, kids. I love your recommendations. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Read Aloud Revival podcast. If you wouldn't mind and you had just a second to go into iTunes or your podcast app and rate and review the podcast, that would go a long way toward helping us get the word out. The more ratings and reviews every podcast has, the more people iTunes shows it to who are looking for this kind of podcast. So we'll reach more families who want to make meaningful and lasting connections with their kids. If you rate or review the podcast in iTunes, would really appreciate that. Hey, we'll be back next week. Don't forget to go to the show notes for today's show, readaloudrevival.com slash 86. And until next time, go make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books. Thank you.